welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm doing fine. Yeah? I have Good. no complaints, and that's the same as doing well, right? Uh, in this day and age, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I continue to really not do anything with my time, and therefore have very little to talk about, but I, I you know, nothing bad's happened to me, so... <laughs> Yeah, same. I feel like we were, we were on a bit of a roll, and then something happened with a bank holiday, maybe, and then I went away for a couple of days of work, and then everything fell apart. So we, <laughs> it's been a little while, but it's good to be back. Well, yeah, but you know, it took like a week to get the last episode out, so it's like we've not been away that long. That's true. That is true. And then I decided that instead of recording on our regularly scheduled day, I wanted to eat pizza instead. So this one's slightly late, I guess. Yeah, I mean that's fair enough, right? What, eating pizza? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> pizza? Yeah, pizza's pretty good. Yeah, I've got very little to report. It's been a, a boring couple of weeks. You um, haven't been winning any more big team modern <laughs> events? No, I've not played any magic with any stakes, really. <laughs> uh, I went 3-1 at F&M. That's cool. Which was, yeah, I was fine. <laughs> I mean, considering played. that's not something that, you know, really have been able to do regularly over the past couple of years, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of them was a buy, so that kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I played Belcher. Had a good time. Didn't really have to play any of the hard part of the deck, because either my opponent just had mono counter spells, or they just died to a turn three Belcher. Um, nice. But I mean, yeah, it was fun. Uh, playing Magic is really good, turns out. Continues yeah. to be great. Uh, ran a couple of pre-releases, which were, I don't know if it's just us, but really poorly attended. Like, they were fired, but, like, f- for the Friday, the FNM one, we had seven people. And oh, for wow. the Saturday one, we had 11 people. Which, considering we had, like, 42 people over two days for the Kamigawa pre-release, is pretty bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... that's just I think, set, or if it's us, or... I, th- I think the set probably has a lot to do with it. Um, like, if you're comparing it to Kamigawa specifically, I think, like, everybody was hyped for Kamigawa. It was one of the coolest sets that they've ever done in Magic, I think, for, like, a whole whole load of different reasons. So I think, I think this one was always going to be, a, a, you know, on, on the downturn a little bit, coming off that. But yeah, I haven't heard of anything too drastic up here in terms of, of attendance either way. So I think this is probably just, like, a normal set in, in current times, really. Yeah, I think, I mean, this, this was on par with, like, uh, the last pre-releases, pre-Kamigawa, but that was yeah. kind of still during the peak of COVID, which I guess we're still technically in one now. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> more, but, more cases than ever. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, there are no restrictions whatsoever now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was about the same amount of people we had for, like, the Innistrad ones. Yeah. Uh, which was pretty low, and we were like, oh, yeah, people aren't coming to pre-release because they're still worried about COVID. No, they just... I, I mean, a lot of people didn't know pre-release was happening. Uh, like I, w- <laughs> I was told on the Tuesday that I was running a Saturday pre-release. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll do that then. Yeah. I guess I'm working on Saturday, um, which is f- like f- fine. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people didn't know it was happening. Turns out, and I guess that has something to do with it as well. Like I think, yeah, quite probably. Marketing for this set hasn't been stellar. It's been Cons- very strange. I think very very strange. I've like I've seen some great things in terms of like bits of marketing they put out. Like, did you see that that Ross Kemp thing? It's fucking bizarre. Like, <laughs> Truly one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Like, you know, yeah, that that definitely got shared around a load, and, and that was cool, but that was like, it came out, what, two days before the pre-release or something? Like, who's got time to 
make plans like that while we're still under current global circumstances. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you've got so Kamigawa came out what like a month ago now, five weeks. Yeah, a little, so little pe- people are still like people are still like acquiring the cards from Kamigawa, yeah. and then spoilers for Streets of New Capenna ended, what, like less than a week before the first pre-release. Yeah. So like people, because you know, with especially with uh, more casual players, the kind of people that tend to attend pre-releases. They will make decisions about whether they want to spend an entire Saturday in a game store playing a set based on how cool the set is. Yeah, I'm saying like people really want to play Kamigawa because Kamigawa is really cool. Uh, but this one, you sort of have to. You're not going to be like, I'm definitely going to shoot some new companion release, and other cards come out. You're like, I'm not really into it. So you, you, like the fact that you didn't see all the cards until a few days before, there was no real marketing. The big uh, like viral thing with, <laughs> with Ross Kemp <laughs> uh, came out really late in the day. Yeah. Uh, so like yeah, I mean people just didn't, I don't know, weren't as exposed to this pre-release as they have been historically, which is pretty bad. I'm glad it's not just us. I think people just don't want to come to the store anymore. <laughs> no, no um, definitely. I mean, I, like I say, I haven't seen you know, incredibly low numbers or incredibly high numbers either way, which which is not true for Kamigawa. Like, everybody that I, I know who attended pre-releases for Kamigawa was like, yeah, it was packed. Everybody was coming back to stores. Um, yeah, I just think I think everybody was hyped for Kamigawa. The marketing for that was, was done perfectly. The set was amazing. But I just yeah, I haven't seen seen the same for New Corona at all. I feel like the release schedule has been yeah. slightly different as well, like with them mm-hmm. doing the whole paper pre release before the digital pre release, which like I love that. I think that is that's great. That's how it should be in terms of, of, of gameplay, in terms of getting people into stores, but it's it's a, a deviation from the thing that we've been used to for the past two years. So the first time something like that happens, people are going to sort of miss the hype on that a bit as well. So yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I feel like use... there's, there's a lot of factors, isn't there? A lot of factors, but I think it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to use my own experiences and feelings as a barometer for how the general Magic playing population feels, especially oh, yeah. more casual pre-release players. But I didn't care about this set. <laughs> <It's been> really, <laughs> relatively well documented. So so I guess my, my feelings about it are f- fairly universal um, based on how people just... I don't know, but also people didn't know this was happening. Yeah. I wonder I wonder how, like... I wonder if there's like a, like a regional difference for pre-releases as well. Obviously this, this set is very america themed i want to say like it, it's prohibition america yeah, yeah. that's the, the 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 theme the styling of the set so i wonder if people were like a lot more hyped about this set in america than they were in other I places know, maybe. i like, mean i still think it's a fucking bizarre thing to choose to it yeah uh, truly bizarre like, truly bizarre but de- you know maybe the united states it's yeah <laughs> maybe it means that we you know this is just one step closer to a wild west plane and that would be pretty good yeah but everyone would love that yeah that would be so good. I don't know. I think maybe. I think maybe this isn't uh, just just isn't a lot of people's cup of tea. And yeah, yeah. Like I mean, we've we've seen like our pre-orders for Seal Product have been extremely low. Um, and I don't I don't think that's us because like not to toot our own horn, but like we've been doing pretty alright recently. Yeah, like, yeah. The last month or so, just like singles and Seal Products generally have been quite good. Our F and M attendance has been up again, like COVID and. Uh, paper play being actually a thing now have a lot to, yeah. to do with that but like this was kind of a surprise that seal product wasn't really selling boost boxes weren't really selling commander deck pre-orders have been really low 
people because we still ship out pre-release packs to people because yeah definitely them. <clears throat> I thinking like away. even in like you know current cost of living crisis that we have going on as well like what, 25 quid oh, yeah. to go in to go to a pre-release and spend most of the day hanging out with friends and having yeah. fun like that's that's not too bad really it's not too yeah, bad i mean to be fair we haven't really noticed drop in sales because of cost yeah. of living going up um it's, 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 I think it's, it's financially responsible or not, but it's we haven't really noticed it because the kind of people that have money to spend on magic are generally relatively comfortable. So if there's a cost of living crisis, they're probably not the hardest hit. Yeah, definitely. I think it was one of those things that historically, like tabletop games, have always done well during recessions and times of hardship because they have that that replayability factor. They have that longevity. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can go out, you can spend, say, you spend thirty quid. And that's your full day's entertainment for you and a bunch of friends. Like, that's cool. That's cool. That's it's not the biggest hit to the wallet for most people. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So I, I don't really know what the. It's a combination of factors, I guess. But I, yeah. I'm generally getting the impression that people just really aren't into Streets of New Capenna, hmm. um, which is yeah. you know, vindicating for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking hate it. I mean, I haven't because I've officially put down Commander as a format. Um, I have no Commander decks. I stopped consuming any kind of commander content haven't played a game of commander uh this year i want to say sure why not uh i haven't looked at the set really like yeah. i've seen the people have, I've, I've seen the things that people are tweeting about so uh <clears throat> i've seen all the fucking ridiculous discourse on bootlegger stash um i've seen a couple of the cool art pieces i've seen obnix list because it's a good card i've seen the thing that goes infinite with devoted druid hell yeah and, oh, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen Vivian because she does a combo, and I've seen Urbrask because it's Urbrask. But basically, I've not seen any of the set, even though I ran a pre-release. And the problem with the with that is that everyone was too busy going to time <laughs> yeah. to show me show me any of the cards they'd opened. I which think is a, just... a genuine concern for this limited format. It turns out a lot of people yeah, maybe. Against time. We had a round finish one uh, nil. <laughs> Wow. Uh, and quite a few draws um, and just generally like going long anyway so that's what from. but yeah I've barely seen the set so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing these cards for the first yeah. time right now <laughs> I think I think really we're, as far as this set goes we're just not the target audience like we are neither American nor furries so there's not a lot in it for us <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm sympathetic to the furries yeah they're fine they all seem like reasonable people yeah I mean, most no of those comments. I interacted with, but then again, like most of the pros I've interacted with, tend to be leftists and people <laughs> with reasonable opinions. Like I haven't interacted with the general furry community. I just it's people I happen to know who happen to be furries. But also, yeah, I'm not a furry, and I'm seeing a fucking fox in a fedora does nothing for me. So, yeah, no one turned up to pre-release in a fedora or in a waistcoat or a monocle or or a fursuit with a <laughs> general fursuit. Yeah. Or, or drugs, or uh, martini glasses, or anything like that. So that was nice. Well, maybe that's just why you're in a muzzle then. them. Well, because I know I would have like physically fought them if they came with any of that paraphernalia. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to look at these cards I've literally never seen before in my life. Hell yeah, let's just jump right into it. So it's time for Hit a Myth once again. It's time, Streets of New Capenna Edition. There's you know, like a million different mythics in this set once again. Some mm-hmm. of them have got four treatments. Who knows why? But I think we, we start from the start. We have All-Seeing Arbiter. It's four blue-blue for a creature avatar. It's a 
has flying, and whenever all seeing Arbiter enters the battlefield or attacks, draw two cards, then discard a card. Whenever you discard a card, target creature and opponent controls get minus x minus zero until your next turn, where x is the number of different mana values among cards in your graveyard. Discard a card, target creature and opponent control. Oh, okay, okay. So when you discard the first card, it gets... Well, assuming you haven't filled your graveyard, it gets minus one, minus zero. And then yeah. it gets minus two. Okay, it's got a bunch of words on it, so it's probably a hit, right? <laughs> Maybe. It's I mean, got a whole bunch of words. It, just, it draws cards, it's huge. I think that's the problem. Like, every single card... Again, every single card in the set has, like, half a novel's word, worth of text on it. And I... I, I don't know. It's to me. It just looks like it, it's a six mana five four with flying. That I guess when it attacks, draws two cards and discards a card. That's pretty good. That's pretty good actually. Hmm. And then interacts with your opponent okay. stuff as well, like yeah. stuff. And it's whenever you discard a card, not just discard a card to that ability. I mean, minus x minus zero is nothing though, isn't it? Um, sure. I guess. I don't know. This looks like an intro pack rare to me. <laughs> it's it's very yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a planeswalker deck mythic. Yeah, it's it feels relatively mythic to me. I yeah. Wow. What what about there is this is mobster. Uh, what, I don't know. This is it's, it's the, the all-seeing arbiter. Um, there is no no room for flavor text in any of these cards, so I couldn't tell you anymore. Is it just your man from Watchmen? It well, it does kind of look like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say the wrong name, and I knew it was the wrong name, so I was waiting for you to chime in. Uh, it, he, yeah. is, he is also blue and an avatar, so maybe it's got that going on too. <sighs> he hasn't got a penis, though, so... Mm. Can't be Dr. Manhattan. Nope. Anyway, yeah, I guess that's a hit. Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think the... You can dis- disregard like the bottom half of the card, but I think the, the fact that when it ETBs and when it attacks, you can draw two cards, that's pretty good. Yeah, it draws a bunch of cards. That's, that's enough, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll give it a hit. Give it a hit. Next up then is Angel of Suffering, and I cannot believe they haven't had a card called that already. Yeah, right. Three black black for a nightmare angel. It's a five three with flying, and if damage would be dealt to you, prevent that damage and mill twice that many cards. Okay, so it's another long line of angels that kind of fog. But it does yeah. like it's like a Doom Whisperer thing where you get milled, and I guess you play it in a deck where you want to get milled. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. It's yeah. It does a fun, interesting thing that no other card in the set will do. So I guess it's a hit. I really like this card. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't think it's a good card, but like this is metal as fuck. Like Angel of Suffering, and <laughs> it, it prevents you from taking damage and mills you twice as much as you get as you hit for. Like that's sick. I really like this card. <laughs> yeah, and that's definitely like the album cover of a terrible thrash metal band, isn't it? Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not getting mobster, but sure. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and not getting mobster on this. But I, I guess there is that sort of backstory about New Capenna was originally full of angels and stuff, and then the angels were murdered and turned into Halo, which is not a drug, but you take it to enhance your magic powers. And also, all of the treasure tokens are pictures of martini glasses full of Halo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not a drug or a substance, though. Don't worry about it. Nope. Yeah, okay. This is a hit. I mean, it's cool. It's cool design. Yeah. I, I like, this has that mythic spark thing for me going on. Like, it wouldn't matter. Like, I don't think power level-wise this is, this is particularly broken or anything, but I think this has that, that certain thing that, that sparks joy for me, definitely. Big fan of this thing. Sure. 
Next up then we have Arcane Bombardment, that is 4 red red for an enchantment. Whenever you cast your first instant or sorcery spell each turn, exile an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard, then copy each card exiled with Arcane Bombardment. You may cast any number of the copies without paying their mana costs. God, this is going to make EDH tables so miserable, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the it's the red mythic. <laughs> is she doing finger guns? Uh it looks like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. I mean, uh, the, the, so they haven't got guns. They they use finger guns for guns in uh, in New Capenna. They can like shoot magic from their fingers like finger guns. <sighs> that's deeply stupid. Yeah. I mean, I get not depicting guns, but. Do, do we need to reference guns and do finger gun shooting magic? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, it does a bunch of things and casts a bunch of spells for free and does it at random. This, I mean, this kind of feels like a like a rare we've seen before, like uh, Mirror March. Yeah, like yeah, doing a bunch of copies on an enchantment that does nothing. Uh, Double Vision, it kind of gives me that vibe. Uh, ha- Haphazard Bombardment kind of gives me that vibe. I yeah, don't really definitely. know why it's a mythic, but it's it's like a uh, eye of the storm, knowledge pool, whatever the fucking. I guess. Thing I guess it, is. Yeah, I guess it's a mythic because I mean, I assume for limited reasons because it gets better every time, like every turn it's in play. Yeah, but also you're casting a six man enchantment that doesn't do anything. So yeah, like they are usually my jam, like a hundred percent. But this, this one, this like one just isn't to... doing it for me at all. Like compared, like. Compare Thousand Year Storm to this, like Thousand Year Storm feels so much cooler to me. Yeah, right. And like, yeah, because you have to set it up. Like, there have to yeah. be things in your graveyard to trigger this. So like, you, it's not just, oh, I cast a six man enchantment, then I cast an opt and it gets better. Yes, yeah. cast six man enchantment and have some reasonable instant sorceries in my graveyard that I'd like to copy. And yeah, I don't like this card. Yes, yeah, it feels it feels kind of like a myth to me, but I understand why it's a mythic. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think so. I think, I think I'm gonna give it a myth. I think it's, it's got, it's one of those those cards that has potential to just do really stupid things uh, in the right scenario. Like the ceiling is incredibly high on on this card, but the floor is so, so incredibly low that I just, I just don't think this is. <laughs> I don't think this is a good card. Uh, at all, just yeah, it just does not feel good. That is like an accurate assessment of this card. It's not very good. It's not feel good at any rarity, really. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm saying this. Then it's is, random, yeah, and then it doesn't actually. It's a big myth. When you do it, yeah. Big myth. Great. Uh, good old red mythics. <laughs> Next up, then we have Body Launderer. That is two black black for an ogre rogue. It's a three three. Has death touch. And whenever another non-token creature you control dies, Body Launderer connives. When Body Launderer dies, return another target non-rogue creature card with equal or lesser power from your graveyard to the battlefield. Connives is loot, and then put a counter on it, right? Yeah, connives is loot, and then put a counter on it if you discard a non-land card. Okay, Uh, so then... So it's... I mean, it's when a non-token creature says non-token because that's how things are worded these days. You draw a card, and then you put things into the graveyard for then it to become that when it dies? Yeah, essentially, yeah. That's kind of cool, and I like the flavour of that, Body body Under, right? Like it, it, yeah, I love. I making, just love the name. Yeah, it's t- turning a corpse into a different corpse, right? Like, 
yeah. faking, faking who the cadaver is. Yeah, and that that really works with the flavor of what the card does. Um, I sure. I mean, yeah, it does enough things that's probably like repeated connive is probably good enough to be mythic, right? Yeah, quite probably. Like, repeated, quite probably. Repeated card selection, and then it does something else when it dies. Um, it's pretty sweet. Reanimate something. Yeah, yeah I okay. mean, um, it's a hit for me. Doesn't the name, uh, yeah, the name alone would do it for me to be honest. Like body laundry is <laughs> so sick. Like, <laughs> it is very um, cool. Sounds like a, like a like a doom metal band or something. Like, yeah, yeah, big fan, yep. big fan good. of this this thing. We'll probably never play it uh, ever anywhere, but yeah, it's a hit. I love it. Let's get to it then. Next up, we have Bootlegger Stash. It is a five and a green for an artifact. It has lands in control, have tap, create a treasure token. What the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this card? Yeah. Why does this exist? I, I, I mean, if we know I why get... it exists. The three, the three letters, uh, EDH, that's why it exists. Yeah, I just... I, I, so I understand that it's green because it cares about lands, so it, basically mm-hmm. everything that cares about lands has to be green. But why are green things making treasure? <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. Wh- why are we repeatedly making treasure? So you just get to double your mana every turn. So you get to, and then so you get to continually hold up. Spe- like we're talking about in exclusive EDH contest, right? Context, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's no way this is playable anywhere else. Um, but yeah, so you get to hold up your mana every turn, but also double it if nothing happens. And then obviously, if you compare, it, you put it with the seed bomb news and shit like that. It just does obnoxious things where you just make a thousand treasures every turn. Yeah, enough wilderness to... reclamation. Like, Yeah, why Why does this exist? Why did we need this? Did green need more ramp? But also, it's not even green having more ramp. It's green having a six mana thing that's just fucking bananas when it resolves. Why oh, did we but... want... We've, just, we've had, like, years of people complaining about Smothering Tithe and Darkside Extortionist. Why are we doing something that's equally as ridiculous, if not worse? But you can Why? play it with parallel lives. Well, well I don't care. Great. <laughs> That's going to be fucking miserable. I'm sure you can play it with a bunch of things like fucking, what's the what's the one from Guilds of Ravnica? Like, if you make a token, make a 4-4 four, four angel instead. I'm sure that's obnoxious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did I mean, we I mean, need I mean, this? I mean, the one that you just play it with is Revel and Riches and you win the game. Like, well, Yeah, exactly. Why? Cool. I, God, I <laughs> fucking hate Commander so much. It's I hate just, this format. I, yeah, I don't understand how that's fun for anybody. And I, I, just I love I love all the win conditions, but I just I just don't know how, how, how that's fun. That particular one, like, and it just I just you can immediately win the game with a fucking Revenant Riches. It just doesn't because you put the Revenant Riches trigger on the stack when it checks how many treasure you have. You just make the treasures then, and it doesn't really yeah. matter if your opponent is interacting with you in any kind of fucking way. I just why are we why is this how we're designing for commander like we've had commander players complaining forever about how stupid smothering tide is and how it just makes so much mana and the pers- first person to resolve smothering tide wins the game this is like that on crack sure it costs six mana and you have to actually tap out so like uh, so at a point because the abilities on the stack you're technically vulnerable i guess but is this what people I mean, uh, want in their edh games Do people yeah, just resolve a bootlegger stash and fucking win the game is that what people want that's it it's like, plus it, it is also an artifact, so there are plenty of ways to cheat artifacts into play. And if you're playing green, exactly. you can have you can have mana dorks anyway. So you tap your mana dorks to cast this, and you, and you have your lands up still. I don't know. Oh God, it's so fucking do- like. <laughs> my, it's not. I, I, with people like, like designing cards for commander is so fucking stupid because like, I guarantee commander players don't like this. Sometimes they're like, oh sweet, it goes in my token deck, and then they'll play it once, and they're 
uh, all their friends want to punch them in the fucking face for resolving it because it wasn't very fun at all. And then this just takes away a mythic that could have been cool in standard, yeah. or pioneer, or modern. It takes away. This is this design space sucks ass. It's not interesting design. It's not innovative design. It's just a fucking stupid treasure, treasure producer that exists because Watsy still don't seem to understand what fucking commander players want. Even though Commander players consistently on Twitter send people death threats because of their opinions on Commander, like not that I'm suggesting <laughs> death threats, sending death threats to, to the fucking rules committee who aren't don't even work with what seem to have nothing to do with cards, is a good thing at all. But people are ge- genuinely sending death threats because Smothering Tithe is legal in the format, and you just make Smothering Tithe too, but it's more obnoxious. Why? How will we? How will we at this point where Bootlegger Stash fucking exists? What What is this card, and why does it exist, and why can't I have a cool green mythic? That I, I could know. maybe play in standard if I ever played standard. Why is this? I'm sure it's like thirty euros or whatever pre-ordering for absurd. Oh, probably yeah. I it's just another fucking great henge. I why do we want that? Great, my, my, my opponent resolved this one big mythic spell that they spent loads of money on, and and now I lose the game. Is that what commander is now? Is that what we want? Uh, certainly not what we want, but I mean fucking there has hell. to be there has to be a, a large enough amount of people like, like you know want stuff like this and chase stuff you know open packs to chase stuff like this to like just buy this design yeah i just i just don't i don't get what we're doing like designing cards for commander is so bad for the game it's horrible for the rest of the game it's horrible for commander it, i mean i guess it's kind of good for me as an employee of an lgs because as soon as i open a bootlegger stash it's going to be sold for too much money yeah <laughs> but i don't this will be more worth money forever because the great henge started at 25 quid and has only gone up so i guess that's kind of good for me because yeah, i yeah. sell magic cards for a living but it fucking sucks like i'll fucking take an arcane bombardment over this any day of the week i'd much rather like <laughs> like a fucking terrible useless card that is kind of cool and has an yeah, interesting design. That's it. It's like the one time, the one time that player gets to go off with the arcane bombardment. It'll be a memorable time. Everybody will remember it and have, you know, have a decent story about it. With the bootlegger stash, everybody's just going to groan. It's just fucking every stupid. time. Yeah, CDH is no longer this this format of ingenuity and shit cards that you put together and it's like, it's really cool and you get to play what you want. You're just like, oh, I guess I better put bootlegger stash in every green deck I own. Because it's literally incorrect to do anything else. Yeah. And when that stuff like Cyclonic Rift and Cyclonic Rift is in every blue deck, sure, because it, it's a board wipe, so it has a place, right? Yeah. What, this is just going in every green deck and doesn't do anything with the deck and doesn't. It, it just is a win condition. Or gets you fucking murdered in the car park after your F and M night. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. It's fucking stupid. It's. I hate it. So, I, I mean, it's a hit because <laughs> this couldn't be any other fucking rarity. But Jesus Christ, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that's been pent up in me. This is one of the cards I know. <laughs> Imagine if I'd just seen this for the first time right now. Like, like <laughs> I had so with funny. Body Laundry. Yeah, this yeah. episode would be three hours long as I just guffaw. <laughs> fucking hell. Anyway, I, I think movie, yeah. I, I think you hit all the beats there, definitely. <laughs> I hit something. <laughs> yeah. Next up, then, we have Elspeth Resplendent. Uh, f- five mana, so three white white for a five loyalty legendary planeswalker Elspeth. Just plus one, choose up to one target creature, put a plus one, plus one counter, and a counter from among flying, first strike, lifelink, or vigilance on it. Minus three, look at the top seven cards of your library. You may put a permanent card with mana value three or less from among them on the battlefield with a shield counter on it. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And minus seven, create five, three, three white angel creature tokens for flying. This seems kind of really crap. (laughs) 
fucking martini glass. She's holding a fucking martini glass. She is, yeah. She's Wizard got of big, the Coast, what are you doing? A big martini glass full of full of Halo. Fucking Jesus. It's not drugs. Two it's of her arts. And then, like, the third arch has got a big bomb. Fucking unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> as a ca- I can't I can't rant again. I hope nothing else makes me fucking rant. Uh, I mean, it's a planeswalker. It's, 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 it's an Elspeth. It does very Elspethy things, I guess. It's a hit. It's fine. It is. I, I don't know. The minus three is kind of cool. I like that. I like that as a way for. Yeah. This is what I mean. Like, if we're designing like, to EDH, give me shit like this where it's a minus three on a planeswalker you can only activate once and then you have to start ticking it up and people can kill it. That gives you something into play. That's cool. Yeah, I like that the it's it's just a permanent as well. So you, you may put a permanent card of mana value three or less on the battlefield, and it comes in with a shield counter onto it. Like, I love that. Yeah. It's put a shield counter on basic lands. Hell yeah. Yeah, like at worst it gets land. Like that's cool. Yeah, a, a, a land land with a shield it. counter. What's going on with that? Love that. Very yeah, strange. Yeah, like I I I do hate the counters, like the ability counters, flying first rate life, of vigilance. That gets a lot really messy, but. It's fine, it's just a generic white planeswalker design, but the minus three is actually interesting and has some kind of design to it and is a thing that we don't really see from white and I kind of like. Yeah. It's not fucking bootleg, Stasha, who cares? Yeah, no, that's it. I think it's... The plus one's very Elspeth. The minus three is interesting. Uh, I think the minus seven is is awful. Like, for a five, five mana planeswalker, the minus seven is just crap. Absolutely crap. But what if you have doubling season in play and then you can immediately ultimate your Elspeth and it makes ten three threes... What if that, Joe? Phew. <laughs> then I cast Cyclonic Rift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got him. Cool. Fun yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hit. It's a hit. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. imagine a world where an Elspeth isn't a hit, to be honest. like, Even though I, I think yeah. this might be the worst Elspeth they've made, I, I do think it's a cool card still. No, I think Nemesis of the Sun is worse. Yeah. Sun's Nemesis or whatever the fuck. The uh, Theorists Beyond Death one. I think that's Whoa, that one's that one's cool. I, I like that a lot for Cube. Oh, it's a great design, but I don't think it's a playable card. I think this is more playable. I don't think this is playable, but I think it's more playable than Sun's Nemesis. Yeah, maybe. I guess it, it depends on on the setting, doesn't it? But I think in like a Cube environment, which I feel like is is the, is the perfect test for any card, really. I, I think I'd much rather have Elspeth Sun's Nemesis in any Cube than Elspeth Resplendent. But that's just yeah, that's me. Fair. At least, yeah, at least, yeah. like I, I think it's it at least like every other Elspeth like makes a, a creature. Like sure the minus three will sometimes put a body on the battlefield. Um but this this doesn't do anything until we get to the, the minus seven. Yeah, that's that's very true. I guess it, it's uh, Easy yeah, hit, every other Elspeth Elspeth every other Elspeth makes creatures, doesn't it? Yeah. Literally makes creature tokens. Yeah. But this one doesn't, it's the one only one that this makes. yeah, the only one yeah, this one does as as its ultimate. Oh, I guess, yeah. Not really but, to be making one one soldiers or whatever. Yeah. I guess that wouldn't really it's work fine. in flavour of new component. It's fine, it's cool. It's no, fine, it's fine, it's a hit. Next up then we have even the score. That is X blue 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 for an instant. This spell costs blue 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 less to cast if an opponent has drawn four or more cards this turn. Draw X cards. Well, have a brain geyser. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's I, just definitely a commander set, isn't it? Like, hundred like yeah, percent, like, this is a commander set. Like, but this is a cool design for commander. Yeah, it's just a fucking blue sun zenith, which is a playable and good, powerful card. But sometimes you you get to cast it for three blue blue three blue less. Sometimes you get to even the score. Exactly, great. 
this is fine. I uh, this could probably be a rare. This could easily be a rare. Yeah, <laughs> like I... I don't, I don't think like outside of your opponent also having an even the score. I don't really know how people are drawing four or more cards in a game yeah. limited, no. or any <laughs> format outside of commander. But nope. It's it's a cool design. I I, I like it as a, as a design. I like the name. Um, but yeah, this could easily be a rare. Yeah, I fully fully agree. Um, with that, I I'm gonna give this a myth just just based on that alone like the, the, again you look at like the, the floor and ceiling like yeah sure like if if your opponent's going wild and they're drawing like their whole deck then yeah sure you can draw a load of cards in one turn in a game of vdh but like a lot of the times this is just gonna be four mana draw one and that's not very good uh-huh yeah i think this is yeah this is a myth definitely yeah it's a cool it's a cool card though yeah same agree agree Next up, then, we have Falco Sparrow Pact Weaver. I hate Jesus that name. Jesus Christ, I hate so that many name. words on it. Falco Sparrow. Did, oh, did, you, did you know that he's a bird demon? Falco <laughs> Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I could have guessed. Okay. Oh, I hate right, it. I hate this, it. Read this fucking paragraph that it's got on it. <sighs> oh, it is one green, white, blue for the 3 3 bird demon, legendary creature, of course. It's flying trample and Falco Sparrow Pact Weaver and is the battlefield of a shield counter on it. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. You may cast spells from the top of your library by removing a counter from a creature you control in addition to paying their other costs. And this isn't one of the commander deck rares. This, no, this is just your, yeah, regular old set rare. This is just a commander. Co- fuck off. Wizards, please. Like, uh, it, it, the thing is with this set is it's very easy to compare it to Khans of Takia. Yeah, uh, that's literally what I was about to do there was just open the uh, the mythic spoiler page for Khans of Takia and have a look at the the, the legendary can, mythics and in Khans and be like, right. <laughs> compare this to Anafens of the Foremost. Yeah. Which was very clearly a constructed 60 card like designed like, card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Anafenza is when it attacks, make your things bigger and oops, your opponents get rest in peace for some reason. Yeah. But that was a cool design that saw a lot of playing standard. This just has so many words on it. No one's going to play this card in standard, and it's a commander card for your counters deck. <sighs> Why are we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> Please, we're coming off of Kamigawa, which the Kamigawa Nandosi, which is probably one of my favorite sets ever. Extremely cool card designs, extremely cool flavor and setting. Just some great bangers for multiple formats. But nothing too powerful. Like the most powerful card we got is probably the Wandering Emperor, uh, and that's just a perfect, oh, yeah. fairly designed Wandering em- card. Wandering Emperor, which is a, a super sweet card, um, or like Besage yeah. you. Like all of the cool cards that we got were like interesting, like toolboxy cards. Yeah, loved and it. Now we just loved it. Now we're just like big mythic three color legend. Does big color three color mythic legend build a commander deck around me? Things. I hope you like reading. Fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. How is this not the Commander deck rare? Are they all like this? Yeah, they're all like this. <laughs> oh my god, why? Oh god. It's called Falco and he's a fucking bird. Shut up. Falco Sparrow? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I... I was I mean, right to be fucking angry about the set, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I I feel like it it has to be a hit because, you know, it's, it's a novella oh, worth Jesus text. Christ, yeah. Novella with a text on there, the four mana three three flying trampler. You, you can read what it does to me like five times, and I won't. I won't be able to tell you what it does. I won't remember all of that. <laughs> I was, I was so, I was so thankful when 
I mean, I wasn't. I fucking hate the fact that we get commanders decks with every set now. But I was so grateful for that because I was like, great, we can put all the stupid, wacky commander designs that are kind of boring and we can ruin the format of commander in its own product. And standard cards can go back to being for constructed purposes and for limited purposes. Yeah. And they just do it anyway. And this is this this set has a full commander release. Like the Streets of Nicopeda commander decks are the Commander Twenty Twenty Two decks. So you're like full souped up commander decks, five of them, one for each fucking color, for each gang or family or whatever, and we're still putting these mythics in the set. Yeah. Do they really need to sell booster packs that badly? Is that? What we're I wonder doing? what. I wonder what like, if the whole commander. You know, if the whole commander product line had been around the same time as Tarko, I wonder what designs we would have got there. But we just like, oh god, CDC. CDC was a cool design because you could build a commander deck around it, but obviously it was yeah. extremely good in standard. It was yeah, one yeah. of the best decks in standard the entire time it existed, pretty much. Well, along with Whipper Veribus, but like that's how you do. This is just like if it has a counter on it and you're meant to play counter tribal. No one's playing counter tribal in standard. We're playing efficient creatures and efficient removal spells. We're not playing fucking. Four mana mythic cares about shield counters. Yeah. <laughs> Play a bunch of shield counter cards. You kind of thought shield counters were genuinely going to be a thing that mattered in your. I'm really looking forward to being proven wrong when someone builds a stupid standard deck with this, but like, yeah. <laughs> come the fuck on. <sighs> yeah. Come I mean, on. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. That just says Sensei Divine on top to me. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, let's move on before I. Next up then, we have Halo Fountain. That is two and a white for an artifact. Pay white, tap it. Untap a tapped creature you control. Create a 1-1 green and white citizen creature token. Two white, tap it. Untap two tapped creatures you control. Draw a card. Or five white, tap it. Untap 15 tapped creatures you control. You win the game. Yeah, alright. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fine. It has a lot of words on it. It's probably a hit. Yeah, it, it says you win the game, sure, I'll give it a hit, but like, I I don't understand the flavour of this, like, why are we untapping top creatures we control at the Halo Fountain? Um, yeah, and it's not I, like a mechanic in the set, it's not like Inspired or anything that cares yeah. about creatures being tapped and then becoming untapped, so I guess the only way you Un- do it is by attacking, or crowing, Unta- Maybe, yeah, untap a creature and pay one to create a green and white citizen. I don't know. It's a mono white card that creates a green card. Like that's that's interesting at least. Yours and my definition of interesting are very different. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It does a bunch of things. This is a much less egregious design than any of the cards I've chanted about so far. So yeah, it's just I mean, a big I guess mythic that does a thing. It's fine. Yeah, in terms of like the monocolored, monocolored designed for commander cycle, how do you feel that this this ranks? This is this is like this is like commando designs of old. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, this more evokes like a design for daughter nothingness kind of thing. Yeah, like this more evokes like a design for casuals. Yeah. Like oh yeah, I got to do the thing. I attacked with my fifteen citizens and then I untapped them and won the game. Yeah. That's and that's it's not busted. It requires actual work. <laughs> you actually have to invest in that for it to happen. Um, that you have to have at the very least fifteen creatures that attack that don't die in combat and five mana and this, this can go in my convoke tribal deck. Yeah, exactly. Like it. there's cool stuff to do with that. Um, yeah. So this this seems more like a like it's designed for kitchen table players, which is cool. Um, hmm. But uh, yeah, I hate it much less than I hate the other fucking fucking bootlegger stash. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. bootlegger stash. Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, I I just I just don't really get this card at all, but it says you win the game on it, and it looks like it's a fairly difficult hoop to jump through, so I'm I'm gonna give it a hit based on that. I think it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And of course anything like anything that <laughs> is gonna be played in limited, like if it says win the game on it, you've gotta put that in Mythic. Oh yeah, even if it's near impossible to do. Yeah. Easy hit then. Easy hit. Next up then is Jetmere, Nexus of Rebels. That is one red, green, white for a cat demon. It's a 5-4 and has creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0 and have vigilance as long as you control 3 or more creatures. Creatures you control also get plus 1, plus 0 and have trample as long as you control 6 or more creatures. And creatures you control also get plus 1, plus 0 and have double strike as long as you can control 9 or more creatures. There's <sighs> a lot going on there. What are we, he's holding a fucking martini glass as well. What yeah. are we doing? This is numbers tribal. This is a commander. Oh god, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. Great. Didn't want to build any of the commanders that we fucking gave you on a silver platter, trying to dilute the format with bullshit. Here's one that you can open from a boost pack and build around. Why? Yeah. Why is this where we are? There's there's a lot going on, isn't there? I mean, like at least like they're kind of like the the token colors anyway. So at least it's a it's a it's a token tribal commander. But there's quite a few of those already, right? Yeah. God, I just I hate it. I hate these designs. I don't know. They make them shitloads of money, so I don't. You know. Yeah. <laughs> who cares? The only, the only magic content that makes any kind of money or traction these days is fucking commander content. So you've got to keep pumping that shit out. So there's stuff to talk about every two days. Yeah. You've got to keep keep the fucking commander quarters fed with his bullshit takes. So I guess this is what we're doing now. You do a you do a new commander deck every four minutes for your ravenous followers who all play commander because that's the only way to play magic now. That's where we are. How is this yeah. not the commander deck rare? What are we doing? I don't, Why are we I don't know. This in standard sets? I, I Why don't... don't we get sick build around three color wedge set cool decks like we had with fucking Kans of Takir, where it was like yeah I don't think this is, this is like deck. not an interesting design either. Like if we you know, compare them to like the cons from Takir, like Anafenza was obviously a very powerful good card. Narsa Enlightened Master was like a scourge of commander tables for forever. Sadissi was a really cool, interesting design. Saw as a plain standard. Zergo was a five mana seven two with haste that was like ridiculous at the time. And like yep. Surak was cool. He punched bears. Exactly. Surak was cool um, and was just like a fine finisher in a team of deck that didn't actually get there ever. Yeah. Um, but it like had actual ramifications for actual constructed play. Who the fuck is building this in standard? <laughs> yeah. Who wants yeah. a weird, a weird modular anthem? Yeah, that, for your creature. That, that's it. It's like I, I don't see this being a standard player at all, or player in any other, like, one v one format. And then surely there are much better, like, token commanders to design around anyway. It doesn't even seem that good. Like, if you if you if you're in a position where you have nine or more creatures, all of those creatures getting. Vigilance, trample, and double strike. It just seems incredibly win more. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the thing is, like, commander is how you play magic now. You need the new players to discover commander, so you need them to be slapped in the face of it every which way. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've heard, I've heard about Magic the Gathering, but I don't want to buy this deck because that seems scary and confusing to me. So I'll buy this booster pack. Oh, what's this thing in it? What do I do with this? And then the store owner says, "You can build a commander deck around it," and they go, "Great!" And then they ruin their life. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, oh, I, I guess. Oh, I guess this. I guess this probably is like a lot of people's first exposure to like a tokens commander yeah, exactly. as well. Exactly. And then they sit they sit down at a table at a command fest with somebody, and they go, "Oh, you should try building around this one. This one is a lot better." I, I don't know. I I can't name any in the top of my head because that is seems like the the last thing I would want to do would be play a, a Naya tokens deck and commander. But sure, I'm sure they're going to be better ones than this cat. Against random people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during a global pandemic. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> God, why yeah. are we doing this? Why is this not a sweet, like, Naya payoff for being in three colours in a standard deck? Why is that not where we are? That, like, just has some pushed abilities and maybe makes a... T- why is this not like a Brimaz, you know? Like, a Naya yeah. Brimaz that, like, does an interesting thing. And you can build a commander deck around it because legendary creatures, but y- it's mainly for, like, an efficient threat that or maybe it goes in the, like, uh, Draco modern deck that cares about colours of creatures. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but no, it's this. It's this former fat cat. Yeah, I don't even know if I want to give this one a hit, even as well. It just doesn't seem good to me. No, no, like, it's I guess, it's I mean, I, I guess it. It does, yeah, it does a bunch of shit if you already have a, a load of stuff, though. Like, if this have comes down. Commander? That's the whole point. <laughs> in terms of Commander, yeah, sure, okay. In terms of Commander. Yeah, sure, but in terms of like a magic card in a vacuum, I don't know. I don't know if this is a hit to me. I could like, at least, at least like, at least Falco's like a four mana, three three flying and trample that you can you can do something. Like it does additional things always if it's on the battlefield. You look at the top card of your library. It it enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it. It does stuff when it hits the battlefield. If These... Jet, if Jetmir is your only creature out, it's a four mana five four, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I assume the rest of the fucking three color legends are all like this, but this does more stuff, has more words, and it is more appropriate for the leader of a commander deck than most of the fucking face commanders they've released for the commander decks. Yeah, that's true. But compare this to fucking Saskia. Yeah. This this does more and is more exciting in inverted commas to build around than fucking Saskia. Mm, true, true. It's just why why not make every legendary creature a tracker? Why why we? Oh god. <laughs> I'm gonna anyway. give this one a myth. I'm gonna give it a myth. I'm going to give it a hit because it just does a bunch of cool. shit. That's fair enough. <laughs> Next up God. then, Lord Xander the Collector. Here we go. It is four blue, black, red for a vampire Seven demon mana. noble. Seven he, mana! He's a 6-6. Six, six. When Lord Xander the Collector enters the battlefield, target opponent discards half their cards in their hand, rounded down. Whenever Lord Xander attacks, defending player mills half their library, rounded down. Whenever Lord Xander dies, target opponent sacrifices half the non-land permanents they control. Rounded what, down. what is this? Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> Shut up this and fuck is, off. This is this is the easiest hit, hit of the lot, I think. Like, what? This is the kind of thing that I want to see from a mythic that you play seven mana for. Uh, this this card is ridiculous. Why? This is... Uh, why would I think we have the, commanders in the standard set? Why? Yeah. I think I think the this one's potentially dangerous as well, specifically because it's a vampire. Uh, you can play this on turn three with Soren Imperius Bloodlord in Pioneer. Or, I mean, wouldn't be good enough for modern, but maybe this will actually see Pioneer in historic play. Great, I'm thrilled. Unlike <laughs> that sucks. Like designs. turn three, discard half your hand. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty bad, and then it. And then it attacks and they have to mill yeah. half your library, yeah. And cool. Then, and then it dies. And, and when it dies, you, boom, half your but stuff gone. It? Oh, God. I don't get it. 
It's the thing, like, but this this could be like one in Grixis for a four four when it enters discard a card when it attacks mill two cards when it dies they sacrifice creature, and that'd be like a cool interesting card to play in your standard deck that you could still build a commander deck around. I guess. Yeah, I feel like I feel like <sighs> this this to me feels like a a commander. From the old, the old series of, of commander, like like the Mindseize yeah. deck deck era, like this this could have been yeah. a Mindseize, and everybody would have played like, every, you know, everybody would have played Lord Xander for years. Lord Xander would have been like the the Grixis commander to play, if it had been released back then. But it just yeah, yeah right. it's, it's got so much going on now. Like yeah, it's so stupid. I hate this. Cool. Well, I'm sure commander players hate this as well because it's obnoxious. Yeah, probably. I, I saw Claire and Coop Community College made a video about how good it is and how it wants everybody to get it banned. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Sure. Great. And great. That's I like that's how we're dealing with mythics these days. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest content creator in the game immediately calls for a card to get banned in a format that's stupid. Yeah. I love Magic the Gathering. Man, I've been enjoying Magic so much recently. Like, it's definitely my favourite <laughs> hobby. Like, it's all I, all I want to do is play Magic, like, constantly. It's my favourite thing. And then I look at this, I'm like, oh god, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. I just don't know. This thing, I don't have to pay attention. Even as yeah, someone totally. works in an LGS, like, I don't have to care about this shit, which is kind this of nice. Pro- this product may not be for you. <laughs> but then you, you know, grand scheme, make me look at this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I start pissing blood. I don't... Oh god, alright. Anyway, let's move, let's move on. Like, I know the next card's interesting. And I will yeah. hate it, so... Yeah, next up then is Luxior Giardas... I have no idea how you pronounce the name of this card. Luxior Giada's Gift? That's Am I saying that right? It. That Does it matter? Right. <laughs> no. One, one mana for a legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each counter on it. Equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. You can pay one to equip it to a planeswalker or you can pay three to equip it to a creature. This is cool. This yes. is an interesting design. This is very cool. This, this is what I'm going to play in Pioneer until it is banned. I, like you it turns your planeswalker into a, a Gideon, makes everything into a Gideon, and then it does. does the just it's just uh, this is cool. I like this. I I think this has actually got some kind of um, modern consideration. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I think the thing that goes infinite with the devoted druid, and you can find out of Urza Saga, which is cool. Yeah, I think that I think this this genuinely could be a, a key player in modern because of that. You can. You can find it off Urza Saga. You can find the Walking Blister off Urza Saga. Like, mm, no, you can't. Urza <laughs> Saga is so good. Oh, you, you cannot do that. that. You can't do that. You casual. Well, a boy you can dream. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You can't find the Urza Saga, but, you know, it can It can find this. Uh, you get your yep. devoted druid. You'll have a Walking Blister in hand to pump infinite mana into you. Sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think it could definitely be playable there, but Pioneer is where I'm looking at it. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a Splinter Twin. That's, that's all I did. Well, it's a pestamite, I guess. So you uh, you equip it to a Sahili Rai, and then you uh, you minus the Sahili Rai to make a copy because it's a creature now, and then that makes a copy that is an artifact, and then you minus that Sahili artifact targeting the artifact, and you just make infinite Sahilis all the way down. Do that with yep. Alter of the Brood and play, and you win the game. You're gonna you're gonna have to have Sahili Rai. Prize from your cold dead hands. Yep, yep. One, <laughs> one way, one way or another, I'm, I'm going to find a way to play. Her. Like, yeah. Like I the mean, fact I... that they 
the fact they printed Infinite Combo in Standard with that and Fellow Guardian was egregious, but I love that card so much. Oh, Every yeah. deck that Saheli has ever been in has been extremely fucking cool. I Saheli Rai is one of my favourite magic cards of all time, I think. Like, she's such a cool yeah. planeswalker, such a cool design. And yeah, yeah always always finds a way to accidentally be broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's either just stone unplayable or broken. I love it. Yeah, if this deck gets even close to like top tables or does some flybos, it's gonna get banned because yeah. Pioneer is not a format for combos, as we know. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, unless they're bullshit convoluted combos that can really lose very easily with like the Lotusville combo. But yeah, uh, yeah, infinite combos like which, that, especially with two very cheap things, are not allowed. Yeah, which, which you, even then, this can as well. Like, like you've got your you've got your your Khan, you've got uh, Social Spyglass, you've got Pith and Needle, you've got Phyrexian Revoker, you've got tons of ways to to stop this combat from happening. Um, but you know, maybe maybe we can. Uh, Brothers War, we can get a Stony Silence reprint or something just to be safe. Yeah, um, I mean, we do, that that the fact that the combo is easily interruptible is not a reason they won't ban it. Oh yeah, of course. They not. just don't want to have any infinite combos in the format, which I think is a fine line to draw when they eventually came out and said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rather than just like discreetly banning all the combo decks and then eventually being like, yeah, we don't want combos. Yeah. So a bunch of people were like, okay, I'm not going to bother with this format then because I was trying to break it, and clearly that's not what you want, but. It's cool. Well, I like this card. I think this card's a hit. It's a sweet, yeah. it's sweet design generally. Like I like just the idea of turning a planeswalker into an, a creature that can still activate its loyalty abilities, but yeah, totally. actually attacks. It's very, very cool. I've always liked that ability of, on Gideon and stuff. A bit of equipment that equipped a, a planeswalker. That's sweet. Really cool. Really new, yeah. interesting design. I love it. It's a great design. Easy and hit. it does a bunch of really cool combo things as well. Which yeah. Is Next up then we have Meeting of the Five. That is three white, blue, black, red, green for a sorcery. Exile the top 10 cards of your library. You may cast spells of exactly three colours from among them this turn. Add two white, two blue, two black, two red, two green. Spend this mana only to cast spells of exactly three colours. What? It's for your five colour commander Golos deck. The fuck is this? It's... <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... okay. okay, great. Yeah, it does a big mana thing. I mean, it's this is closer eight, to eight like mana. a. Adult cards. Thing, which is kind of cool yeah 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 it that's is. fine like this is the thing I, i'm not against designing like casual cards like designing cards that are clearly not intended for constructive play i don't want every yeah. card to be intended for constructive play i like cards that are just like shit 10p mythics that are a cool flavor a cool design i'm not against casual cards i'm just against like printing five commander decks that each have two commanders in and putting five fucking commanders in the yeah. In the actual standard set, and then having stuff like Bootlegger Stash, I think it's ridiculous. This card is f- fine. It's clearly not going to any, see any constructive play. It's just a stupid thing to cast in your five color EDH deck, of which every deck is now, I think. Um, yeah, it's fine. It does big splashy things. It's an apex of power. Yeah. With some uh, some different restrictions. I think that's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't like that you, you can only use that mana to spend. Uh, you can only spend that mana to cast spells of exactly three colours like that's I mean I guess restrictions breed creativity right but yeah but I mean you also need to have like you you need to it, it's a cool way of doing like a bullshit five colour commander card yeah but without, you do... it be, without it being a complete bullshit five colour commander card yeah you want to do a card that like is Wooberg and obviously is clearly important in terms of story because it's the meeting of the five family yeah, yeah. leaders daddies yeah I wish I hadn't said that uh and then, so you want it to be like the the five color thing that does things with five colors, and 
it's three color sets you have to do that and if it, if it was just add 10 mana do whatever that would be too good so you need yeah. to add, add that little caveat of three colors and then that kind of ends the flavor of the set because they're all three colors card design yeah uh, it's a hit it's fine it does something stupid it draws a bunch of cards sure sure i'll agree with you but a bit it's on just the a big, this one it's 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 just a, a bigger div mizzet reborn yeah yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Ah, Nifmas at Reborn so much better. But it let's is. move on. <laughs> Speaking of Mythic Daddies, we have Obnixilus the Adversary. It is one black red for Legendary Planeswalker, Nixilus. Uh, it comes in with three loyalty and has casualty X. The copy isn't legendary and has starting loyalty X. Uh, as you cast the spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power X. When you do copy the spell, the copy becomes a token. That's plus one. Each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card. If they control a demon or devil, you gain two life. Minus two, create a 1-1 one, one red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. And minus seven, target player draws seven cards and loses seven life. Rotting Regisaur. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, <laughs> the first, first mistake I made when I read this card was... Casualty X. Oh, it must make X amount of copies. Okay, God, so we just sack, no. <laughs> we sack, the, sack this with a rotten register in play, and then we get the ultimate seven times and win the game. Uh, no, that's uh, that's not how this magic card works at all. I still think no. it is very good, though. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, very much pioneer playable. Um, yeah, people like it because I, I read this. I read this card. I like, read the text of the card before I read the mana cost, and assumed it cost like five mana. Cost three. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, that each opponent loses two life and discards a card? Each opponent? Each opponent loses two life unless they discard a card. Unless they discard a card, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's good. That's cool. And then it, it can also make a creature and sure the ultimate does things and you can make two of them. Uh, it's, it's good. I like this a lot. Yeah. It's a cool design. Um, they hate his fucking pinstripe suit, but um, <laughs> it's... It's a cool design, and it's probably constructed playable in at least two formats. So yeah, definitely. I can imagine this is going to see a lot of standard play because it just it just seems like a great value card. Um, three mana planeswalkers seem to be the sweet spot uh, these days, definitely. So it, it'll probably be definitely playable in standard. And then I've seen people talk about seeing play in Pioneer as well. So probably see a bit of play there too. Uh, it's it's probably, just cool. It's a cool card. Probably fine in modern as well, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure somebody will find a way to do something with it, definitely. Stupid Jund or Red Black Rock piles. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Easy hit for me. Very easy hit. For sure. Next up we have Rafine Scheming Seer. That is a white, blue, black for legendary creature Sphinx Demon. Has flying, ward one. And whenever you attack, target attacking creature connives X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. Can I is draw X cards and discard X card, put a plus one plus one counter on that creature for each non land card discarded that way, and it's a one four. This is the design I was looking for for the big three. Hell yeah. Creatures. This is what I wanted. Fucking hell. It's ju- just, it's a thing that attacks and does thing Like, it, uh, this isn't a commander card. Yeah, this is your Offender. Exactly. This is almost exactly like that same design space yeah. on Offender. So one four with flying and war, but it gets bigger. It draws like it has card selection tacked onto it, like power creep. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's very very powerful and very very push for a three mana card. But like this is the kind of thing I wanted. Yeah. With like your three mana, your three three mana legendary design. Like compare this to fucking Lord Xander, which is seven mana. Yeah. Like, yeah. Co- play a game of commander. Seven is... mana, everyone gets miserable. Yeah. 
yeah this is three mana card selection make this thing huge and it has ward one which is nice it's a little bit protected but it's still easy to kill yeah um this is the kind of thing like i, I don't know the standard meta game or how it's going to evolve with with stuff but like an esper pile with this as as one of your main creatures it's yeah. pretty sweet yeah um, definitely yeah and then you know it does a big thing with the one of the main mechanics of the set with conniving um it's very cool it's a very cool design. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, same. Uh, easy, easy hit for me. Uh, it's a, a three mana one four with flying a ward and has an ability that, that it definitely yeah. does it for me. Love yeah. it. Yeah, it's very cool. Next up, then we have Sanctuary Warden four white white for an angel soldier. It has flying to five five and Sanctuary Warden enters the battlefield with two shield counters on it. Whenever Sanctuary Warden enters the battlefield or attacks, you may remove a counter from a creature or planeswalker control. If you do, draw a card and create a one one green and white citizen creature token. Uh, great, a commander card. It's white card draw, so it has to be mythic, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool. Like, if, we, if we're designing cards for commander, this is a cool way to do it. Yeah. Play this in your, your counters deck or whatever, and just remove counters and draw cards and make 1-1s. One uh, yeah. And an ETB or attack, which is cool. Uh, shield counters. Yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's fine design. It's a big mythic um, commander, angel, white card draw. And this is a nice implementation of white card draw as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel like this this definitely feels like like a hit to me because like if this comes down in a game of limited, this is the card that I'm going to be worried about. Uh, it does yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Six mana, five five. We're flying. Has shield counters on it, so it's hard to remove. It makes creatures and draws cards. Like that's that's sick. It does everything. This card is is very very mythic. I think. Yeah, and like yeah, this is a good design. I like this a lot. Yeah, it's very cool. Nice and easy. Uh, next up, another card I love is uh, Titan of Industry. It's four green, green, green for a seven-seven elemental. It has Reach, Trample, and when Titan of Industry enters the battlefield, choose two, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Target player gains five life. Create a four-four green Rhino Warrior creature token, or put a shield counter on a creature you control. Fuck yeah! <laughs> it's just a massive building come to life, smashing this, things. I love it. This card makes me so fucking happy. So like, yeah. I don't like Streets of New Companion as a set as a, as a whatever but if we're going to do like <laughs> depression era in United States of America uh, we're going to have big buildings and stuff do, may put a stupid magic spin in it which is the big skyscraper comes to life hell yeah it's yeah, just like it. it's so daft it's such a silly design I'm a big fan of this <laughs> like, the name is a pun as well yeah like, exactly it's, it's so Titan good. of Industry <laughs> Titan of it's Industry love it very very good um, I like this a lot and it's just a big green fucking Elder Gargroth whatever yeah, yeah. ETBs do a stupid thing. People are probably going to try it in Amulet Titan for about 30 seconds and then realize it's not good enough. Um, but it's cool. It's a really cool design in terms of flavor. Um, I really love the, uh, the alternate art version as well. It's, it's lush, the art on that. I, it's, it's, not, it's not a big m- amalgamation of buildings with fists, so I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the original, like the set art, is so good. It's so funny. It is, yeah. I think that's it. I think the, the set art looks quite comedic, and I do like that about it. But I think the the alternate art just looks like it looks like something straight out of Bioshock. It looks like a like, no, it does. Yeah, like a some sort of like mech, massive like mecha, but done like a Bioshock style. It's, it's fantastic. I kind of wish Big they'd be more in, more into that kind of vibe. That's yeah, the, definitely. But yeah, this, this card's great. Obviously, a hit. Big green, stupid, dumb mythic that does a thing with ETBs. And it's a f- fucking walking building with fists. I love it. Yeah. 
Next up then we have Urobrask Heretic Praetor. That is three red red for a Phyrexian Praetor. It's a 4-4, four, four, has haste, and at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead they exile the top card of their library. They may play it this turn. Cool. It's playing into the Praetor thing we've seen with Ryan Clax and Jinga Taxius. Yeah. You get an extra thing, your opponent it's kind of trying to halve what they're doing, like their card draw, in that they can only yeah, play yeah. that turn. Um, it's cool design. I like Orobrask. It's probably my favourite Praetor. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Praetor, so it has to be mythic, and it feels kind of mythic in design. And I like the design of it as well. I like the implementation of the, the Praetor theme we've seen recently onto a red card. Yeah, like worst case scenario, this is your this is your uh, your red mythic dragon, right? Five mana, four four with haste. I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> it'll do, it'll do. Uh, nice easy hit for me. I think maybe yeah. I don't know. I guess he doesn't he doesn't fly, but maybe they could have given flying for this one. I mean, in the art, he was be falling out of the sky. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> could have been flying. Right? I mean, you know. Terror of the Skyclave has wings, but that doesn't fly, apparently, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. We're almost there. Next up, then, we have Vivian on the Hunt. That is four green-green for a Planeswalker Vivian. She comes in with four loyalty. It's plus two. You may sacrifice a creature. If you do, search your library for a creature card of mana value equal to one, plus the sacrifice creature's mana value, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle. Plus one, mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand, and minus one, create a four-four green Rhino Warrior creature token. This is a wild design. Yeah, I kind of love this though. This is this is really cool. wild. Six mana, just you can just make four four fours if you want over four yeah. turns. Uh, mill five cards. I don't really get that in terms of Vivian's flavor. Uh, like making making a rhino, obviously very Vivian. Plus two, we've seen her doing like a birthing pod style thing before. Yeah, I like that as a design. And yeah, the mill five cards I don't really get, but it's cool that it doesn't have, like it's a six mana planeswalker without an ultimate. Yeah, which I think is yeah. I think is cool. Um, She's going to stick around for a long time because it's a plus two. Shoots for creatures. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've already seen sort of combos with the plus two ability as well. So, like, yeah, it's cool. The card seems very good. Um, easy, easy hit for me. Interesting card. And I guess, like, yeah, like, should probably see some amount of standard play, I can imagine. Just buy your plane bound accomplices. Oh, wait, you yeah, wait. yeah. <laughs> And finally, we come to Zeatora the Incinerator. That is three black, red, green for legendary creature Demon Dragon. It's a six-six. Has flying, and at the beginning of your end step, when you at the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Zeatora the Incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, and you create three treasure tokens. Oh, they lost me in the last bit, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> my hearts, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it's a dragon, so sure, it makes treasure tokens. That's that's on point, right? Dragon's treasure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It repeatedly flings things. Yeah. They sack things and fling it. I guess that's going to be a commander deck. Why does it create three treasure tokens? <laughs> Why are we just tacking that shit on? <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of a. I guess it's a hit. It does a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's kind of boring, but it does enough. Yeah, I think the the ability is, like if you have if you have, have something like of a reasonable size like that that ability is going to deal some damage. Uh, it was probably it's probably going to suck to play against unlimited. 
six mana six six with flying. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's it's just a hit for me. I think because the the ability does require some additional components to make it to make it very good. But yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it just steps over the line for me. I'll give it a hit. E- yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Oof. So that was the mythics of Streets of New Capenna. Um, what a wild set this is on on many fronts. I just yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel like there's there's nothing that I particularly like about this set, I think, which feels quite strange. Um, Titan of Industry. Yeah, like Titan of Industry's cool. <laughs> that that, that one's, one's funny. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like the thing that goes infinite with Sahili, obviously, but uh, it's only because it, it goes infinite with, that's, with Sahili. That's going to be on your fucking gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thing that goes infinite with Sahili. <laughs> Hell yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. A very strange set. I think this will go down as one of the sets where, like, five years' time, I probably still, still won't know how I feel about this. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one, for sure. Yeah, I uh, I hate the plane, generally. Yeah, I, 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 I think I do, too. Hate's a strong word. It's not for me. I don't really like the design. I hope that it's going fucking gangbusters in America. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hope people in the States Pun intended. This. Gangbusters. I wasn't <laughs> intended, but I'm just so funny. Uh, it happened by accident. Uh, some of the commander designs I fucking hate. Uh, some of the designs are very cool. I think even the score is cool. Uh, I think Halo Fan's fine. I think the sword is cool. I think Titan of like the, uh, is one of my favorite cards I've ever seen. <laughs> I like the Italian the Italian Gala greeter that makes a makes a top treasure token. Does it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Gala greeter creates. A top treasure token when it ATVs, uh, or whenever creature ATVs. Right, but sure. the Italian one taps in capital letters. Sure does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the set isn't for me. Yeah. There's some interesting Same. designs. Stop trying to ruin Commander on purpose. Fuck me, it's just so much. <laughs> yeah. It's just so much. It is. It's, it's a lot. I think that's how I feel about this set. Like. In general, it's just it's just a lot. Maybe all of my like enthusiasm for magic was just spent on Kamigawa. Maybe Kamigawa that's was so cool though. Like, but then we've got we've got Dominaria United and Brothers War, so like those are clearly going to be excellent. I'm very excited. Yeah, for I mean, so. yeah, they'll be interesting definitely. Um, like we, I think we got, we have plenty of good things ahead. Command Legends just, Baldur's yeah. Gate. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> this this one just does nothing. I mean, like the charms. Like most of the charms are cool. Like there's some sweet charms designs like Pioneer. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. they are like one or two cards that are like, okay, this is cool. This is fine. But I don't know. Yeah, I just don't like the plane. I think that's it. And, and like I, I was willing to give it a chance, and then the more I saw of the plane, I was just like, nah, it's, it's not for me. Yeah, not for me. I like like specifically like the aesthetic of the River Tears, and that's it. Yeah, they're that's very all, cool. That's, all that, that the planes got going on. I did. I, I like. did buy an extended art foil Jaxus. Yeah. Because, because she's cool. <laughs> and it cost sure. two euros. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, the limited format for how grindy it seems to be seems cool. Like, yeah, there's lots of stuff to do. Tricolor sets are always sweet, and there are loads of cool designs and like the commons that you can discard to make your lands tap for, like splash. I mean, it. Those are it, 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 it's got 
It's got murder at common, so it's got to be. It can't be bad. It can't be a bad limited set. Yeah, like they're going. They've gone hard on the puns and stuff. Obviously, you've got like yeah. fishes and cement shoes. Like, if you're gonna do this kind of set, like do it, like be campy with it and make it kind of stupid. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm kind of into that. Uh, the fish tokens are fucking incredible. Yeah, that's true. I give them love that. the fish tokens and his little burglar mask. It's extremely funny. Uh, also, no one can read. You know that card that exiles a card. Uh, uh, exiles it does a fiend hunter for everyone. Yep. And there was genuine discourse for like two days about whether it was a board wipe or not. Whether the uncommon legendary yep. creature was a board wipe. No. Yeah, I did <laughs> not understand it that card. I did not understand that card at all. And to me, it's still like it still reads like it's a board wipe. I just think I think it's templated awfully. I think is is the problem. I think no, there are much cleaner ways fine. to template it. It's it's very easy to understand. It's, it's not. It's, it costs three mana. It costs three mana. I Why mean, would this ever be a board wipe? When it enters the battlefield, exile any number of other target creatures controlled by different players until she leaves the battlefield. Yeah, any exile, number any, controlled any, by different players. Yeah, any number of target cre- of creatures of other target creatures controlled by different players. Like it's it's not. Yeah. Any number controlled by different players. That yeah. bit, that bit of it just makes you think. Well, yeah. Why can't why can't I target seven creatures you control and two creatures I control? That's because, any number because, controlled by different players. Because those creatures aren't controlled by different players. It's not. They any are. Number of, it's They're not, controlled by me not, and you. Me and you it, are different colors, and it's, it's me and you are different players, and it's any number. It's not exiling number of target creatures, and then they can be controlled by other players. Because if it was everything, why would it say controlled by different players? It's creatures controlled by different players is the same thing, right? Creatures controlled by different players is it's, is a unique way to distinguish individual creatures. Each creature that this targets has to be controlled by a different player. It's the problem is is the any number putting the any number bit before it really messes it up because it's that yeah. that whole thing that whole phrase exile any number of other target creatures controlled by different players. To me, you can I mean I I understand I fully understand how the card works, but to me that reads as. As you can exile any number of of a target creatures controlled by different players. Yeah, it should which, have said which, which to me would 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 mean literally literally any number of creatures, as long as those creatures are controlled by different players. Yeah, that's what it says. You can exile any. It doesn't. You could exile three million creatures if they were each controlled by a different player. You can exile any number of creatures as long uh, as you've, you've, creatures you've, you've, different you've, players. See, that that's the problem though. You keep saying each, and each is not written on the card anywhere. If the word each was on the card, sure. Yeah, because that it's makes sense. Hands. But but but. But to me, like, I read that. Be... I read that, and I just, and I just see, like, okay, I, I can, I can exile three million of my creatures, and I can exile two of your creatures, because that's any number, and they're controlled by different players. Yeah, but it's any number controlled by different players. It's not any number yeah. and controlled. Which, by which, which, which is that? Any number which controlled is... by different players. <laughs> but the, the, the wording should be: when in this battlefield, for each player, exile a creature that player controls, other than Lagara. Other Mech than Lagara the Mechpike, yeah. But that would be so many words, and there would have to be so many commas that this is the best template plating I think they could have done without being a novel. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it still is a novel anyway. I I think they could have templated this a lot better. And like I do, you know, I fully know and understand how the card works, uh, but I also understand why people made the same mistake that I did. Like, I think the thing is as well, like with context, like sure you read the card and the, the wording makes it confusing to understand what it means, but then you think about it for more than half a second. Why the fuck would a three mana two three exile every creature your opponent controls? Why would that ever be a way that it works? That's the thing for me. I think like it reads confusing the first time. Hey, I I, I never thought they'd print. Practice. I never thought they'd print planeswalkers as uncommon, but here we go. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, but like, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like the three mana, a three mana uncommon 
when it is a battlefield. Sure, the wording is confusing. I understand that, but like, why would that ever be the intended design of how that card yeah, works? But, but reading the card should explain the card. You shouldn't have to have additional that context clues around that. Make like, a fair point. <laughs> 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 all right, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> So that's oh, it. Like, you know, I'm like, I, do... about. I can't be asked anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fully get it, and I fully understand why I'm wrong. And, uh, like, you know, what you're saying makes sense 100%, but also, I, yeah, I understand why people read it the way I did. It is kind of funny that it's I'm just stupid. one of, like, like... <laughs> very, very few people that immediately grokked what this card is, and I have a, literally a degree in English literature. Yeah. Suggesting that you have to have an, a degree in English. Degree in English. Fucking cards work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't understand how an uncommon works in yeah. the year 2022. <laughs> you have to be officially qualified in the language. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. On that note, yeah. Of course, old himbo brain over here would never be able to understand how this card works. Very <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, on that note, then, I think this. This set, I, I'll be glad to see the back of this set, to be honest. I know it's not even out yet, officially, but I'll be <laughs> glad to see the back of this set and move on to more interesting things. Even if those interesting things are Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some there'll be some choice cards in there. I'm going to make now, you so, draft that set in paper. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, please. Please do. Oh, shit. You actually want to do that? Oh, I... Yeah, oh, I... I I'd give anything to do a magic draft right now. Yeah, to be fair, you draft anything at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go triple Ixalan. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's all we have time for this week. Come let us know your thoughts and feelings on the mythics of Streets of New Capenna on social media. On Twitter, we are at hfdcast, facebook.com slash hfdcast. If you enjoyed anything in the episode, like to give back in a monetary value, you can get us up at Patreon or patreon.com slash devastation. Tears start from as little as twenty as one dollar per month for roughly twenty twenty five cents per episode. This podcast is brought to you by Manalik.com where you can use promo code HRFD five to get five percent of your whole order, including Streets of New Capenna cards into the product. If you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter I am at PeachGardenOaf, the Oaf with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loud, and you can find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch at twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf. Come hang out, it's a fun time. You can follow me on Twitter at GeneSneeler. Nice. Thanks. Uh, I've just been posing my magic, honestly. Yeah. You, just... uh, you're you going to stick around in the uh, the Elon era? Probably. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've got some hot takes about that. And this is, I mean, this, this, podcast, <laughs> is, this, this podcast is already unreasonably long, so I might as well go for it now. Um, I don't know. But a bunch of the social media platforms are owned by fucking assholes. Like, yeah. it can't get much fucking worse. And what oh, are we going to yeah, do? Like, yeah. let let the biggest social media platform in the world just have a mass exodus of anyone with a reasonable opinion because some dickhead owns it. Like, you just want it. You want where, it to. Be... Where are you Where are you going to go? Facebook. Like... Yeah, exactly. You're going to go to the the fucking Mark Zuckerberg platform yeah. or Instagram, <laughs> which is the Mark Zuckerberg platform. Yeah. Where the fuck are you going? Like, you, you you if there's a mass exodus of people who are good people who disagree with Elon Musk being alive then it's just going to be full of centrists and Nazis. And is that what you want? You want a social media platform that's just completely full of these assholes that never have any kind of backlash whatsoever? Is that Look, Elon, Elon said that he's, he's going to get rid of the spam bots or, or die trying, so I for one welcome <laughs> my new... I for one welcome my new robot overlords. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I don't know, like... And yeah, on that like, note... <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. It's weird. Like, people are like, I'm going to quit Twitter. Okay, dude, like... Great, so there's one less good voice on Twitter. 
every social media platform, every media outlet is controlled by a fucking piece of shit. Like, this is no different. And yeah, okay, maybe Donald Trump will be back, but uh, I don't know. I'm not leaving Twitter. It'll oh yeah, same. Some like, yeah. Where else are we gonna go? That, yeah, that's it. Like you know, where else can I shit post? <laughs> yeah, if 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 he you know he sticks to his word, we have completely unregulated free speech. Then yeah, you look forward to some choice tweets from me telling him to die every day. So that <laughs> yeah, should be a, <laughs> be a fun time. <laughs> like, I can I can stop getting <laughs> muted for calling for people's deaths. That'll be good. Yeah, the, I yeah the uh, the terms of service so the platform will will no longer refrain. Um, yeah. Make me refrain from saying what I want to say. So well, that's actually that's better because, like, Twitter in its current form still allows a bunch of fucking Nazis and bigots and assholes to tweet actual death threats of people, and nothing of consequence ever happens to them. Yeah. But now, if he takes takes away all the terms of service, that means we have free speech. <laughs> then I can do the same back and not get booted off the platform. So that's probably better. Hell yeah. Yeah, maybe. Fucking we'll hell. see. We'll see. Either way, that's all we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The God Pharaoh has returned. See you again next week on Our Devastation.